Big Zulu. Ah, this song really made a lot of waves uh, during December. And I'm wondering why Tim uh, loves this song. Maybe because he's a money-making mogul. Tim, thank you very much for joining us. Hello, Patricia. Thanks for having me. I love it. Song, eh? okay. It's so relevant. It's relevant. <laughs> why? Why? It's because you are making a lot of money, eating a lot of meat. Uh, <laughs> Not even me, eh? My focus at this point in time is teaching people how to make money, the disenfranchised, the disadvantage. So it's all about the money at this point in time, and that's why I love it. It's so relevant. Thanks for having me, eh? Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Tim. Uh, you are the CEO of Hawkins Enterprise, and I'd like you to, to just uh, take us through your journey. Where did it all start? How did you grow up? And what inspired you? Wow, Patricia, I'm 42 years of age. I've been in business for 10 years. And as you said, I'm the CEO and founder of Hogan's Enterprises, comprising of seven different businesses. It's spread across various industries from manufacturing, landscaping, civil construction, technology, pharmaceuticals, water parks, recreation. So I've got a very broad portfolio, but it all started. Um, I was born in Rantantin on the West Rand. Um, in a normal family, what we regarded back then as normal. Everybody was poverty stricken, so it was normal. And due to limited resources, I had to become a security guard after I completed grade 12, because I had no other option. I had no means of going to varsity or any sort of tertiary, and I was a security guard for a few years. But in that process, I was able to secure a bursary to study computer programming. Back then, it was still COBOL. All your banks and in, um, insurers are still running on COBOL back end. But as my IT entrepreneur, so my IT career kicked off, I always had a desire of being an entrepreneur. The entrepreneur spirit was in me because due to poverty, we were forever selling stuff. My parents were selling. I was always selling. Cook sisters, toffee apples, whatever you can think of. There were always people queuing at our house to buy something. And my dad took it a notch further with a cafe where we used to sell chips and bunny chows, known as quarters as well. So I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So even as a professional in IT, I always started stuff on the uh, side, started with a car wash, followed by an invention to help you save fuel, and people laughed at me. But um, about 11 years ago, I took a bold step and started a small technology company. And then my journey commenced, followed by green outer gyms. Uh, yeah, I invented the outer gyms that you see in your parks and beachfronts. That's what actually gave me a boost. And I embarked on this journey of being an entrepreneur, of where today I've got seven businesses employing scores of people. Yeah, that's my story in a nutshell. Wow, Tim, you are the guy that brought the gyms in the parks. You are the guy that, <laughs> you know, made swings look very fashionable for adults. <laughs> Uh, that's it, yeah. It's been a very interesting journey there as well. I, I came up with a concept, but didn't have the means of taking it to market. Uh, I took it to the different uh, park uh, divisions, city parks, Cape Town, etc., but needed funding and nobody, because it was unknown and not uh, common, nobody wanted to fund me or invest in it. And I literally had to sell my car, and my wife had to make a loan while she was still working at the bank. So we made a loan, sold one car, and we gave birth to green outer gyms. 
And yeah, it's been a very successful story. We've done more than 3,500 gyms across the continent. Um, yeah, very, very interesting story. You know, I, I love the fact that uh, your story is, is painted with just bright colors. It's, it's, it, it shouts beauty, but I'm sure there are challenges. And these are the challenges that um, some entrepreneurs don't take us through. Um, and, and, and then we don't have an understanding of the process. So maybe tell us about some of the big knockdowns that you've experienced in your journey and how you managed to overcome them. Yeah, I get goosebumps just saying that, yeah, because everybody sees this beautiful facade in front of them, but they don't realize the work that goes on behind the scenes. Like I just now said, Greenhouse Gym started with a loan, and um, I had to sell my one car. But because of my journey 10 years, I had to start over on three occasions as an entrepreneur. My first company was a technology company, and my business partner then made an honest business mistake and we lost the company. And I was forced to start zero with Green Outer Gyms. Built it up. Three years later, while we were flying, it contracts in place. One of my closest allies at point in time started bidding against me. I wasn't aware of it. They were sharing office space and warehousing, plants, everything. I had to pick up, let me pick up and move onto a new space, leaving him with whatever was behind. But his business folded because it was never his vision. It was never his dream to have this outer gym in a factory going. Things picked up again. Um, and in 2019, yeah, two years ago, uh, because I diversified outside of my uh, expertise, I became dependent on a CEO on my parks, which I appointed CEO to make decisions in my parks, and he failed at it. And I actually let go of one of my parts and start afresh. So business seems to be easy, but you must have the drive and willingness to be able to start over again, to reinvent yourself. Because many people think failing is by starting over. I see failure as a stepping stone. It happened in my business life on three occasions. And every time, because I was persistent, because I'm in business for the right reason, that's why I was able to restart again. From a recent perspective, many of our youngsters, especially our youngsters going into business, do it for the wrong reason. They do it for the glamour that goes with the supercar, the nice house on the hill. But that's not what business is all about. And that's why after the first failure, they back off and they don't uh, survive any mishap. You must make sure you go into business, you go for the right reasons. My reason of being an entrepreneur is I like changing the environment around me. I like changing people's lives. I like changing life the way people see it. So that's what my reason of being into business. So before going into business, you must define as to why you want to be in business. If you have that end goal in mind, failures can come and go, but you will stay on track and yeah, weather the storms. And it seems that in your uh, journey, there's been a lot of challenges. And um, there's a song that you say you love by Rachel Platten, um, Fight Song. Clearly, you're a fighter. Let's go to that. Like yeah. a small boat on the ocean, sending big waves into motion. Like how a single word can make a heart open. I might only have one match, but I can make an explosion. And all those things I did.
Rachel Platten, a fight song, a song that uh, has kept our guest, uh, Tim Hawkins, uh, alive and uh, strong to continue in his entrepreneurial journey. This is a man that uh, comes from being a security guard and uh, today is an entrepreneur of a very successful uh, enterprise called uh, Hawkins uh, Enterprises. Thank you very much, Tim. You, you, have, you are inspiring a lot of us. The, the one thing I want to know is... For entrepreneurs right now, I mean, we are faced with COVID-19, the economy is not doing very well, international and even local trading is really just starting to get off on its feet um, due to the COVID. So entrepreneurs are really hard hit. How can you just help entrepreneurs uh, grasp the challenges, but also be able to overcome them daily um, in order for their businesses to, to thrive? It was a wise old man that told me a few months ago, don't let a good pandemic go to waste. At that point in time, I didn't understand what he meant until I took some time out. There's opportunity, even at this point in time, Patricia, um, entrepreneurs suggest, okay, they shouldn't start up anything new at this point in time. They should look at what they've got and reinvent what they have to align with the need that's out there at this point in time. We all can't go into PP, we all can't in, go into um, supplies, medical supplies. But if, for example, you've got a courier company, a joint forces with people that's in PPE supplies, for example. So what I'm saying is at this point in time, do introspection, do not expand in the sense of investing more in your business, but rather reinvent what you currently have. I know about guys whose net worth increased quadrupled during this time. I know businesses were expanded at this point in time. So there definitely is an opportunity even under these difficult situations. Um, from my personal experience, like um, I've got water parks and lifestyle parks. I was forced to reinvent myself and I converted my one 
lifestyle park into a private cemetery because there's a need for it. So what I'm trying to get to the youngsters, certain entrepreneurs, sorry, I keep on saying youngsters because I mentor startups, sorry about that. Yeah, so my advice to entrepreneurs would be just introspection, see what you have and reinvent and align with the current need that's out there. Um, advice, general advice I can give to uh, entrepreneurs also firstly, find your niche in an existing industry. When we enter business and, and entrepreneurs, we always think you have to reinvent, so you have to invent. You don't have to invent. See what's out there and become innovative in an existing industry. Um, avoid trending concepts. There's a mistake we South Africans love making. If somebody makes money in forex trading or running to forex, if they make money in uh, construction or running to forex, by doing that, we're overpopulating, saturating an industry. So if we all might not get space in it, so they must avoid trending concepts like that. Very important, the biggest lesson I've learned is I diversified outside of my area of expertise. The advice I would give anybody that wants to expand or goes into business, find your niche, and then within your area of expertise, diversify. Because you can make use of the same context, the same network, the same resources. It's very difficult for you to enter a new industry and expect the same results. But if you diversify inwards in what you're familiar with and common with, the success is guaranteed. Also, it is okay to make mistakes. <laughs> Over these 10 years, I made so many mistakes because I don't have any formal business training. I was a security guard, I went to IT, next moment I'm an entrepreneur. So all my lessons I've learned were on, on the job. And it's okay, learn on the job, make those mistakes, but do not repeat them. And whenever it's required, just start afresh. Start afresh, all the successful guys out there, your Gates and Mask and all of these guys, at one point in the time, they were liquidated or they were bankrupt and they started afresh. So entrepreneurship is a very interesting journey, but it's not for the fate art. It's for those who are there for the right reason, willing to start afresh, reinvent and sacrifice. I'd like to uh, ask you to come in as uh, the listeners, our A-team listeners, and ask your questions or even give your comments around the challenges and how to overcome them for entrepreneurs in South Africa. And I, I know Tim is really inspiring a lot of us, and I'm sure uh, some may be friends or may have benefited even from some of his businesses like his uh, water parks or the gym um, that's at the park <laughs> near your neighborhood. So please call in on 0117. 2006. You can also SMS on 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614104107. Tim, you know, we're fighting on a global stage, and it's not only the global stage that entrepreneurs are fighting on, it's also the tech driven world of business. How can entrepreneurs make sure that they, they are doing what will make them stand out and also what will make them have the edge when it comes to uh, technology? Wow, very good point. Okay, from my perspective, just give me an idea what I'm busy with now. I'm about to launch the world's most unique um, e-commerce platform. It's called Black Market, B-L-A-C-Q Market. So Black Market is an e-commerce platform that runs on a blockchain. I'm sure you're familiar that a blockchain is the most secure platform out there. Your Bitcoins, Dogecoins, some of your banks and global um, governments have implemented blockchain because it comes with security that can't be penetrated by anybody. So from a, an edge perspective, I realized that there's a need for going online at this point in time. COVID has taught us that you've got to be online to be present. 
you've got to be out there. And the only way to get out there is being online. So from an education perspective, our mindsets have changed. Even people in townships or your informal traders understand the need of going online at this point in time. So what I've done is I've created an e-commerce platform that can take both your formal and informal trainers online, give them a global presence at this point in time. But then I plugged in the blockchain for the security. And to answer what you just, your question just now, how do they give themselves an edge? As I said a few minutes ago, you don't have to reinvent. I just took what's out there. There's already e-commerce platforms out there. There's blockchain technology that's existing out there. I'm just fusing it together and coming up with this unique offering that nobody else is doing. It will give me an edge. Yes, I'm going up against the giants again, but as that song says, it's my fight song. When I started Green Out of Gyms, I um, had to go out. Tim, mm. I'd like us to go to the headlines. We're going to continue after this, okay? The time now is half past 11. It's a time for the headlines with Nandi Bukas. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Well, let me give you what's going to be coming up on Update at Noon with Sakina Kamwendo. Um, she's going to be looking at the case against the, the five men accused of the murder of Senzo Miyiwa, which will be going on trial in the Palm Ridge uh, Regional Court in October. And another thing that is quite a big one that she'll be looking at is the, the alleged mastermind behind the 20-year 28-year-old uh, Tsukhofato Pule's murder on Dutugo Shoba. Um, and um, we know that he has uh, been denied bail by the Rodeport Magistrate Court in uh, the west of Johannesburg. So these are the topics that uh, Sakina is going to be looking at at uh, mid day. So right now let's continue with our discussion. We are talking inspiration from security guard to entrepreneur Tim Hawkins who's a chairman and CEO of Hodgkin's um, Enterprise. And uh, I've got some A-teamers here who are on the line. I'm Toby Susan KZN. Good morning. Good morning Toby. I'm good, I'm good. Uh, actually, um, I just wanted to ask uh, Tim some few questions. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm in business as well uh, here in Kedgerton. I've, I've called here, uh, I think, two weeks back, so this is my second caller. I'm going to thank you very much uh, for taking me in. Um, I, I wanted to ask him, uh, as since this pandemic has hit, has hit so much uh, economically into some businesses and I'm one of the people who have been hit uh, this time. Uh, we, we have this new project which was upcoming in Greta and uh, it's a specific development so which uh, has the potential of, of creating plus, uh, plus minus 75,000 jobs and uh, as we're developing a system in mixed use. And right now just because of uh, some uh, few investors uh, who re- were so this pandemic, so uh, they they now too cautious in terms of investing into new projects and everything, and uh, getting to uh, getting in, into finding some new um, businesses uh, or people to invest in projects. And uh, I want to know um, on on him um, uh, how. Uh, how does he actually uh, cause um, uh, if he has he has had any challenges regarding to this pandemic and uh, the advices maybe the best advice to go about this uh, finding new potential investors into this such uh, time of uh, of the pandemic 
and as much as even the banks right now are so skeptical in terms of uh, pouring money into into new things, uh, new projects coming in. So I wanted to know uh, to have his analysis on um, on the best year of into this into such uh, problems and. Uh, if maybe um, there might be a solution, if, if maybe he might propose some solution uh, going forth. And uh, we, uh, I do really want to see the potential of this project going through. Excellent. Thank you very much, Toby. It will allow Tim to come in and assist there. Tim? Shall okay, maybe just summarize the question because it's echoing. You couldn't hear properly. Yeah. Did you not hear a word that Ntobisi said? Because he said quite a yeah. handful and he's looking for assistance. First, yeah, I think he wants assistance with regard from more advice on from investment perspective on his current business. Yes. Okay. From my side, um, Patricia, the, if I to advise anybody that out in business, they have to adapt to the new, based on what COVID's doing. You get the people that's playing in your health and safety industry, but they're saturated because the big boys are dominating there. But I would go, the way to go would be online. Online, e-commerce, blockchain, and artificial intelligence. So you have to steer your business in that direction to make sure it remains relevant. From an investment perspective, obviously, uh, investors was this point in time. Uh, afraid of touching anything because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We can wake up tomorrow into a total new world. But what I've done is part of my 10-year celebration in business, I've created the ZA Youth Movement. It's an NPO that came alive three months ago. So the mandate of the youth movement is to empower, employ the businesses under pressure. The students that just matriculated, they've got no future, the graduates are sitting at home. So my movement is based on three pillars, empower, employ, and protect. And because I've been in business over these years, I managed to set up an ecosystem that can actually support each of those pillars, of which funding, mentorship, and investment is part of that. So to our guests who just called in just now, if you don't mind, if you can kind of maybe check out ZAY and get in contact with me, then we can assess this current business and see how we can assist him from a mentorship perspective, uh, investment perspective, but also from an uh, expansion perspective. At this point in time, many people are an impression they need funding or investment, but once you assess, you realize they only need access. They need access to clients, they need access to networks, they need access to um, funding, etc. So, so not funding to a bigger network, sorry. So please, if he doesn't mind, let him just check ZAY and the ZA and get in contact with me personally, I'll look out for his email. Then we can maybe do an assessment in one-on-one and see how we can assist him. But if I have to advise people, the way forward now is technology, AI, e-commerce, blockchain, and online. You just need to be online. You have to be present. Everything happens online. If you drive through the city, majority of our buildings are empty and it will never be filled up with staff again. There's a reality of the matter. You have to go online. Mm. Well, another caller here, Simon, who's in Brackpan. Simon, good morning. Good morning, Patricia. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, sir. All right. Um, I would like to ask your advice, Tim, please. Um, last year, I was trying to get into manufacturing to open a startup business in household manufacturing. Unfortunately, I couldn't go through because um, the funder was asking me the half of the amount that I'm looking for. I was looking for food. Okay. That's the first point. The second point is that um, my employer has to now two businesses currently and he wants to sell the other business which I, I 
for four years now. I'm, I'm the one who's now um, pushing business for him while he's changing on the other business. So now he wants to sell this one. So I, I wanted to, to grab this opportunity to buy this business from him and, and operate, it, operate it as, 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 as normally as I was always doing. And this business is, is making money. Uh, the annual returns for uh, for this business is 1.85 million. Um, mm. It's very good. It's doing very well. So now I cannot get the funding anywhere else. I've got lots of emails that um, I, I'm, I've applied, but unfortunately regret from the banks from everywhere. So, what is your uh, advice? Where should I go and ask for funding to buy out this business before it goes? Thank you for the question, okay, Simon. Simon. Um, uh, we're going to allow Tim to respond. Tim, you can respond. Okay, good. Okay, Simon, from my, from my personal perspective, if you convince it's a profitable business and um, we can ascertain it from our side, Marcel, this part of the youth wound, will ever look at it and probably invest in it if it's really as profitable as you say it is. As a youth movement, what part of our strategy is to co-own businesses and employ our members. So this could be a very good starting point for myself, for us in your region. So I'm going to leave my details with the producer now. We'll give you my direct email or it's tim at geo-0-0-0-0. Tim at geo-0-0-0-0. Can you kind of get involved in touch with me and I will personally attend to this matter. We are looking at acquiring existing successful businesses and employ our members who will in the end become co-owners in those businesses. So that's part of our strategy for the ZA Youth Movement. So please get in touch with me. It's Tim at GeoG.0.ZA, and I will personally attend to this matter. If it is profitable, as you say, if there's scope for scalability, we will get involved. We will definitely get involved. Excellent, Tim. Um, let's go to some of the voice notes that come from our listeners. Hello, this is Patricia. Can you please ask team for us small entrepreneurs because now we seem to be having a problem with SARS you know when it's time to submit for your business then you cannot do it and you ask somebody like an accountant or somebody who knows these things and he's going to come here and charge you 3,000 rands I mean you are a small business you don't even make a thousand rand maybe you don't even bank so much maybe like in my case, I bank maybe 200 rands a week. So business is high, business is low. During COVID, we have to struggle. So please just ask him to advise us on how to submit with SARS because yo, that's a huge problem with us small entrepreneurs. Thank you. Anonymous here in Hamaskra. Thanks. Bye. Let's go to you, Tim, so you can respond to anonymous yes. compliance with the receivers of revenue. Big thing, eh? I love that. It's huge. From my perspective, once again, I'm having this conversation today because I'm positioning myself as a business owner for 10 years and what's happening next for Tim. My strategy going forward is I created the black market um, e-commerce platform, like I said. It's for both formal and informal traders. So. Black market, apart from being an e-commerce platform, an e-commerce platform for people who don't understand it is a marketplace where you can sell your products online. Um, it, it's also not it's an e-commerce platform, but very importantly, we're an employer, but also a small business empowering platform. This is Ms. Patricia, uh, sorry, the anonymous uh, caller. 
the best way to start would be for this lady to join, go into our black market platform. Once you're on our black market platform, we've got shop assistants, and this is where our employment arm come in. We've got students and graduates unemployed. They will assist um, the caller to create a store, to start selling a product, but also we've got a financial system built into it that will automatically do your financials for you at the end of the day, do your tax submissions. So I would advise the caller to please go to black market with your ZA. Just complete the form and then somebody will contact her and eventually help her setting up her store on our platform. But by setting up that store, even informal traders in townships and informal areas now suddenly compete on a um, national level with other stores. But the added value that they're getting is there's financial assistance, there's a tax assistance, but at any given time you can pull reports to compare you with your competitors in the townships next year. So black market is an e-commerce platform for both formal and informal traders. But our bigger focus will be on our informal traders because they need assistance, they need these shop assistants, which will be our graduates. It will assist them in running the businesses, getting on the platform and start selling. Excellent. Uh, there's a, another message coming up. Hey, Patty. Ah, uh, my word. Thank you, thank you, thank you to your guest. Um, yeah, the parks. The parks, they're amazing. The parks, they're great. They're like stretch marks on any God-given woman. Um, yeah. Oh, scratch that remark. They just, like, I could be coming home from work and tired, and I feel like my back is giving me a little bit of problem. There's something at the park to help me, like, like flex my back, release some of the tension, or work on my legs if I don't feel like jogging. I can go on a bike. It's like, like membership-free gymming, and we thanks, we thank, we thankful to your to your guest for that. Yeah, thanks. This is anonymous from Saxon Shibin World. Saxon World Shibin. Madam Patricia, how are you? I'm Nathan K from Bombera. I like the stamina of that guy. That's how the world is. Nothing for free. People can people they can love you when you are born and they can love you when you are dead. But in the middle, nothing can go on. Nobody can love you unless you struggle and you see that people can love you after you are successful. I like him. Keep it up. I'm Nathan K from Bombera. God bless you. Hi, Patricia and uh, SF and listeners. Big ups to Tim, aware masters. Uh, Patricia, I think we can have this one rent campaign. And a guy such as Tim can make this possible. You know, if 50, people, 50 million people can donate one rent a day, in a month it will be 1.5 billion, and in a year, 18 billion. Imagine if the elite can also match us uh, every time. The elite, those who have more than 10 million in the bank accounts. This one rent campaign can work. We can do wonders. Wow, I like that idea. Sort of a, a stock fell crowdfunding fund. Yeah, come in, please, Tim. Can I come in Okay, firstly, thank you to the first gentleman with regard to the gyms. The gym was conceptualized for those who can't afford your commercial gyms. This was free of charge. And I'm glad that people are actually using it. 
Um, you will notice, Patricia, that all my businesses, there's a CSI element to it. All my water parks are located next to disadvantaged communities. The outer gyms is based on people not affording uh, commercial gyms, etc., etc. So thank you for that first comment. Uh, secondly, the gentleman will have a second comment. I really appreciate those kind words. It's small comments and sign of appreciation that keeps me going. And then on your last um, caller, um, I started the Zeta Youth Movement. Zeta Youth Movement, like I said, is aimed at the disenfranchised millions out there, unemployed, disgruntled, frustrated, and there's a membership fee of 10 rand per month to be part of the Zeta Youth Movement. Why 10 rand? Because nothing is for free, and we have to change our people's mindset that you get free grants, free education, free this and this and that. That's why our country's in the state it's in. You cannot sustain a free model. So the membership for the Zeta Youth Movement is there in a month, and that money will be applied exactly as the gentleman said. If you have 100 million, you can build schools. Next month, you can embark on certain other initiatives. And the beauty of it all is that same membership money will be spent with members that's in our youth movement, members that's on black market, that owns shops that can be part of a project. So yeah, we also have on the Zeta Youth Movement and Zero Zeta, there's also a fundraising tool. Uh, so if there's a special request from a certain community, we created fundraising initiative and people can at their own leisure contribute one rent and whatever it might be. And once the target's been reached, once again, we mobilize our members on our Zeta Youth Movement or in Black Market to build or meet that requirement. So I love the gentleman's thinking because there's the only way to go about it. We are 60 million people in this country. If we scoop 50% of those 30 million people that every month pay 10 rand, and the 10 rand is nothing. 10 rand is 0.3 cents per day. Somebody who doesn't want to raise 0.3 cents per day doesn't deserve what you call it any spoils from a moving perspective. I know people. There are people that live under that 0.3 cents per day, but we have enough people that can actually make this possible. So Zeta Youth Movement, the Zero Zeta, is the solution to us raising funds without impacting our pockets and then just making a difference. A lot of great work that you're doing and I think uh, our listeners are definitely inspired and um, have a better understanding as to how to navigate this uh, world of entrepreneurship. Let's take a bit of a break and then we'll be back. Let me remind you, if you as a listener are interested in business, have a question, whether it's around compliance or how do you, you know, stay with it despite the challenges? Well, Tim Hawkins is our guest and he is uh, someone who has inspired me at least, of, from rising from being a security guard to being an owner of uh, a multi-company enterprise. Call in on 011-714-2006. SMSs go to 41391 and WhatsApps go to 614 SAFM. When I last addressed the nation at the beginning of this month, the country had passed the peak of the second wave of coronavirus infections. Driven by a new variant of the virus, the second wave was far more devastating and caused greater loss of life than the first wave. The country has now clearly emerged from the second wave. New infections, admissions to hospitals and deaths have fallen significantly and continue to decline steadily. SAFM, your COVID-19 lockdown talk radio station. Hashtag SFM Talking Point.
Well, uh, Tim, as we, we continue with our discussion, you're inspiring us. I, I'd like us to look at the issue of funding. A lot of entrepreneurs say they can't get into business because they lack funding. What sort of funding models did you uh, employ in starting your businesses? And how can you advise other entrepreneurs to ensure that they, they overcome these barriers? Uh, Patricia, I don't think I'm the most appropriate person to respond to something like that purely because I've never had any sort of funding, not from government nor private. Like I said, I started off by selling my car and making a small loan from the bank. But to be honest with you, along my journey, I've tried on two occasions to actually get funding from uh, the likes of your CIFA, DTI, etc. But the process itself is so tedious and so complicated that halfway through it, you just give up. I personally think that government should change requirements around funding, make it accessible for the people who actually need it. If you look at the high percentage of funds that get returned on, on an annual basis, it's shocking because people don't tap into the funding. And if you scrutinize the approved funding that went out, only established companies actually get funding. Guys who actually have money get funding because the requirements are tailored for them. So government must change the requirement around funding to make it accessible for the startups that's out there. From funding perspective, like I said previously in my discussion, yes, now that we need capital, people must differentiate between startup capital and funding because you might need a few rand to get going, get your flyers done, register your company, get your website up and there's capital required versus funding. Now many people want funding, they expect somebody else to come put a million into a business, he's got no track record, he's got no asset, he's got no security. So I think people must change their mindset around funding completely, they must separate capital required versus funding. But if you've been in business for a while, you are entitled to some sort of funding for expansion purposes. But once again, it must be justified and backed by performance, backed by track record. But I have to repeat, our government must, what you call it, review the requirements around funding, especially for our startups. It's impossible to achieve this. It's impossible to access it. And this is coming from a businessman with different companies, with bookkeepers and accountants, etc. I even walked away from it on two occasions because it just became absurd. Now, clearly, it is possible to start your business without um, uh, having funding from external bodies. You can start with what you have, like what you have done. You've sold your car. So this, this is encouraging. Let me go to Tabo, who's in Kimberley. Hi, thank you. Thank you there, ma'am, and your guest. Hi, Tim. How's it, brother? I'm very well, brother. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, man. I, I really like everything that you've said. Uh, I've only listened for like five minutes. You know, and um, in, in that five minutes, almost everything that you said, I agree with you. And just on the question of funding, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's what we call equity. You know, even your expertise in itself, it's equity. You know what I'm saying? So mm. if, if you want to go and start a tax shop, but you don't have money to buy a stock, you can offer your services to be a, a teller there or a, what you call a cashier. So in that way, instead of earning some money, that money can go back as equity in the business. But that's just a basic uh, example. But you can apply the same. Come again. I say brilliantly put. Brilliant. I love what you say. I love what you say. Please proceed. 
Yeah, so, but anyway, look, we can discuss that at great length. But what I wanted to say is around what we call CFIs, uh, Cooperative Financial Institutions, because that's very much uh, along the lines of what you said in terms of collective savings and investments. And now that's a new initiative. In fact, it's not new. It's been around for a few years, but it's driven uh, by the National uh, Treasury. Tabo, are you still there? Yes, listening. listening. All right. It seems we've lost Tabo. Um, yes, sympathy, because I actually enjoyed what you were saying. <laughs> well, weigh in on, on the little that Tabo has contributed on. Okay, you spent the first few minutes complimenting what I said. So I wanted to get his thinking around the NFI. So, but um, if to revert back what I was saying, what he complimented on is also collective investments and collecting money. Like you also alluded to a stock fail concept. In South Africa, stock fails are entrenched in our veins. We grew up with these things. So there's ways of formalizing it in, like the youth movement, the Zeta Youth Movement I created, we actually formalizing your Stockfell concept. But apart from that, people should understand that um, government can only go to an extent. Government is exhausted, government has done whatever they could. It's now time for us, uh, Patricia, to do the necessary. And that's why the pay of line for the Zeta Youth Movement is do the necessary. We as entrepreneurs, we need to safeguard the economy because if not if when this economy collapses, case is going to be affected first. It's going to be us. When the unemployed and the disenfranchised start burning, take to the streets, case is going to be affected. The likes of me and you, Patricia. So I think we've reached a stage in our uh, in our journey as entrepreneurs, but also just as professionals, where we need to do the necessary. Think back in Celestia, how do we change the current status quo? How do we become more inclusive? How do we include other people in the economy? How do we assist our um, informal traders on getting a global stage? How do we uh, assist our matriculants who celebrated their results two weeks ago but woke up the next morning realizing it means nothing? So I think we've reached this point as a country, Celestia, what do we as established entrepreneurs and professionals? What do we do to prevent inevitable, which would be a social as well as economic crash? I think we've reached that point now. Mm, definitely. Uh, you know what, uh, Tim, there's a song that uh, you say you really like, and it's a song by Frank Sinatra, My Way. Tell us about w why the song resonates with you as an entrepreneur. As we speak, I don't have any business partners with the exception of the one water park. Um, okay, that partnership came about when Chinese guy, he was so impressed by the quantities of equipment I was buying from the University of South Africa. He loved my vision around my lifestyle parks, and we jointly went to the water park. But I don't keep business partners because I love doing it my way. I love taking chances, taking the risk, going all out. If it fails, I don't have to report to a board of directors. I don't have to report to a, um, partners. But there's also risk associated with that. Because now and then, if you don't have somebody to report to or bounce ideas or you do uncalculated things, you do impulsive things and you pay for it in the end. Mm. But I love this song. I love it so It's my way. Well, uh, we're going to close off on that note, uh, the fact that you like it your way. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Tim. And uh, congratulations on all your achievements.
Patricia, you're going to start. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the platform. And all the best to the entrepreneurs out there. As I can give to them is go for it. Just do it. It will sort itself out. Okay? And like Frank Sinatra is saying in the background, do it your way. It's uh, time for us to also head on home. Thanks to the team I've worked with, Gwenzegile Lebu, and uh, obviously Sylvester, may goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success. I did it my way. Regrets, I've had a few. But then again, too few to mention I did what I had to do Saw it through without exemption I planned each charted course Each careful step Along the byway And more Much more than this I did it My Way Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew When I bit off More than I could chew But through it all My fill, my share of losing, and now as tears subside, I find it 